Amen. Before you get seated, why don't you turn to someone and just welcome them this morning and you know, greet the person that's next to you. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. So good to see all of you in the house of the Lord. Um, I kind of miss Pastor, uh, but in his state, I'm here. Praise God. Um, I almost didn't make it this Sunday. Uh, very funny. I, w- I want to give a quick, I mean, I will say it's a testimony. Uh, two days ago, I was down with uh, stomach flu and, um, and diarrhea and stuff. Uh, it was really bad. I was on my bed. You tell my wife, like, I, I, I couldn't get off my bed except for the toilet. To be honest, I might as well make my bed in the toilet. Uh, it was, I don't give too much details, but uh, it was down. It was bad. Then yesterday, I was still down, but I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know I had fever. Because I was so focused on, on, the, on the diarrhea that I didn't focus on the fever. But I probably had a fever. I didn't know I had it. So I said, how come I'm so tired? I'm on a, I, like, I can't get off the bed. I'm like, oh, that's it. I called Brother Chris. Hey, Brother Chris, you better stand by. You know, that's why maybe he prayed for me a lot more. And then uh, I know the worship team prayed for me. A few of y'all take time to pray for me. I appreciate it. But in, 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 in the evening, I don't know what happened. Before any fever medication, I started to sweat. A lot, a lot of sweat came out. And then suddenly after I sweat, I said, hey, how can I feel so much better after I sweat? Uh? And then I realized, hey, I think my fever broke eh, by itself. Like, wow. Then at night, I woke up. Wow, I keep sweating the whole night. I was just perspiring, perspiring, perspiring. And the more I perspired, the better I felt. So I realized that, hey, I think someone prayed for me and my fever broke uh, without medication. So I thought that was a miracle and I thank God. Um, and we are here this morning, uh, you know, and I'm here this morning and I have a word from the Lord. And um, this week is Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. And uh, I know Singapore, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm, it'd be nice we do celebrate Thanksgiving because I think it's a great practice. Um, but the people of God, we do practice Thanksgiving. Yeah. Amen. And we don't do it just on Thanksgiving week. The Bible says, it is the will of God for us to give thanks. Yes. Amen. I want us to, to pray. Maybe, is it okay if we stand one more time? I know I made you all sit down, but can we stand one more time for the reading of God's word? And we're going we're gonna to pray. Um, Psalms 100, verse 1 to 5. If you're a guest and friend, you're here in Tabernacle of Joy for the very first time or you're watching online, we welcome you. Um, Psalms 100, verse 1 to 5. It says, uh, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name for the Lord is good. Amen. Can you turn to someone and say, The Lord is good. Thank you. And His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endures to all generations. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm here this morning to declare that the Lord is good. His mercies are new every morning. And here's the good news. His truth endures to all generations. That means you and I. 
Can we just pray, Father, right now, this morning, we come before your presence, O Lord. Lord, with a heart of gratitude in our hearts. Lord, today, we come here to praise you, to magnify you, and to acknowledge the blessings that you have given us as your people over this past year. Lord, we want to celebrate this Thanksgiving week, O God. Acknowledging, God, that you are our shepherd. You are the one that has given us all that we have today. And Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness and your graciousness, O God. We give you the honour and the praise this morning. We invite your presence into this service, Lord, like in a very special way, God. Touch all those that are here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Can all God's people say Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I would like you guys to preach along with me because this message will not mean anything unless you have a response. Okay, what I mean preach along with me is not just the amens. When I say it's time to thank God, I want you to take time just to acknowledge in your own prayer, God, I thank you. Okay? Amen. You see, when most of us think of Thanksgiving, we have visions of turkeys, gravy, and mashed potatoes that come into your mind. Or at least that's what comes into my mind immediately when I think about Thanksgiving. But the psalmist in Psalm 100 starts off the psalm of Thanksgiving, reminding us not of a turkey, but rather of a sheep. He tells us that we are the sheep of his pasture. You see, sometimes you wonder, why, what do we have to give thanks to God for? So this morning, what if we as the people of God begin to look unto God through the eyes of a sheep? and count our blessings of having Him as our Good Shepherd. You see, one of the things and one of the relationships that we... The Bible talks a lot about different relationships we have with God. You have, you know, He is our King and we are His royal subjects. The Bible talks about how He is the head and we are the body of Christ. It talks about how, you know, He, he is the... Uh, he is the... I don't know, any role. You know, he is the Father and we are His children. But there's one relationship that, is, that David introduced into the people of God is the fact that He is our shepherd and we are His sheep. Now, for Singaporeans, we don't really know much about sheep. Honest, when is the last time you've seen sheep in your life? I see wild boars in my area. A lot of wild boars. In fact, the other day it was very scary because my house is the area where a lot of wild boars run. The wild boar was, taking, was at my lift. Literally at my lift. Okay? Yeah, he was this big boar there, right? I like to, uh, excuse me, sir, can you please move? I, I, I'm so scared of the wall ball. I don't know why you charge at me. I was with my kid. So I told my kid, you'll wait for a while. I like the wall ball. So the wall ball was like circling around it. So my house is a wild ball area. You know, my wife go pray walk. There's this very family of four wild balls that will pray walk with her, you know. So all those who go pray walk with my house, you get ready, you will definitely see wild ball. Monkeys also. We got a lot of monkeys in my dairy farm area. They go in groups of 12, 16. They go to my neighbor's house at second floor. Okay, so quite scary. Thank God I stayed third floor. They never go so high. But the point is this. We don't have much sheep in Singapore, okay? So sometimes we have no idea what it means for him to be the shepherd and we are the sheep. And what is the most famous psalm that talks about shepherd and sheep? Psalms 20. Ah, very good, okay? One of the most famous psalms in the Bible. So before we talk about what, do we, what are we thankful for, let's look at Psalms 23 for a moment, okay? And we're going to take time to read this, okay? I'm going to slow down. Okay, to read Psalms 23, verse 1 to verse 6. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Okay, this part I slow down. He leads me beside the still waters. Some of you are feeling like still waters right now. Yesterday, I didn't feel like still waters for me. <laughs> it's just the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And we will talk about what that means. I always thought, what do you mean? This sheep eating on the table with the enemy? I don't understand what that means. Okay? You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. What a beautiful psalm. Amen. Poetic words by David. One of my favourite psalms. I think most of you here, even if you're not a Christian, some people will even know this psalm. Because the words that were penned here were so beautiful. See, some people say that David wrote this at the, at the later part of his life. And he was looking back at what God has done for him. And interesting to note that all the great men of God in the Bible have gone through a time where they were shepherds. Okay? See, but to understand why we as God's people need a shepherd, we must first understand the nature of a sheep. So let me give you some descriptions of the characteristics of a sheep. First of all, a sheep is one animal that is utterly clueless and helpless without a human being nearby. You will never hear of sheep migrating along in great flocks, fending for themselves or surviving without external protection. Sheep panic at the slightest sound because they have excellent hearing, so they are very, very sensitive. They have no sense of direction at all. A sheep can wander from its gate 10 yards and you will never find its way back because he has no sense of direction. It sounds a bit like some of my children. They have no way to defend themselves, obviously. What can a sheep do? Okay? They can't run away easily. They cannot dig holes. They cannot climb trees. They cannot track down their own food. Their wool becomes thick and tangled if it's not sheared regularly. Literally, if they are not sheared, they die. They are at the mercy of insects and do not recover well from disease and injury unless treated individually. Sheep also need affection. Sometimes in them, craves human care. Basically, sheep are highly dependent on a shepherd. You will never hear an independent sheep survive. You never hear it. It is no wonder when Jesus, in referring to his disciples, he uses the following words, For without me, you can do nothing. Because that's what sheep are. You see, in the year 2022, we have an awakening of humanity feeling like sheep. We are at the mercy of a virus that just gone by. And, you know, we are always now kenchong. Every time we hear got one new variant, we kenchong spider already. We don't know what's going to happen. And then we see the cryptocurrency. And then we look at the economy. And then we look at job losses. Then we see sickness. We see family members going through pain. There's so much anxiety that we go through. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, looking at the news does not bring me comfort sometimes. It brings me a lot of anxiety. Can I get an amen? Do you feel that way? I feel that way. If there's ever a time we ever need a shepherd today, if there's ever a time that the world needs a shepherd, it is right now. And that is why the first sentence of Psalms 23 is so powerful because God declares that He is our shepherd and He says, I shall not want. Let me give you another translation which I really like. It's in the, in the Living Bible. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. 
Can I get an amen? amen? That means if the Lord is your shepherd, your external needs are met, food, clothing, house, provision, necessities of life. Your internal needs are met. If you need love, purpose, peace, friendships, assurance, you can have that. Your eternal needs are met. If you need salvation, heaven, hope. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to take time to look at the blessings of a shepherd and we're going to take time to thank the Lord for what He has done for us. Amen. The first blessing of having a shepherd is the blessing of provision and peace. Psalms 23 verse 2 tells us, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. This is a picture of God's provision. You see, when you look at this verse, this is not talking about a sheep that is starting to eat. In fact, the sheep is lying down for one reason. He has already eaten and is very full. So, like some of you, after you eat, finish, what do you normally do? You lie down and sleep. Today you're at breakfast, right? You come to this service, you sit down in this chair. Oh, you feel very noir. You just want to fall asleep. Yeah, that's what sheep do. After they eat, they lie down into the grass and they're just chewing on their curd. Okay? They are resting in the blessings of the Lord. How often of times do we acknowledge that God is the one that the things that we need can be only be met by the throne of grace. You see, if the Lord is our shepherd, we are under His ownership, His management and His care. And God will see to it that we are cared for. That's why Jesus gave us a question and a promise. He said in Matthew 6.25, He said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food, and body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet the heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Amen. The Bible tells us that God takes care of His sheep. If you are part of the church today, do you not know that God takes care of you despite what's going on in the, in the environment and the economy? Do you not know that God will provide for your family? You don't need to worry about what's going on in the economy. You don't need to worry about this, 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 this job layoff and stuff like that. God knows how to provide for His people. Amen. I've seen the people of God, when you are faithful to the house of the Lord, God has given you open doors of job opportunities. Amen. This year. And you've got to trust that He's going to continue to take care of you. So Mike, yeah, don't be afraid. Sheep do not lie down in places where they are afraid, insecure or frightened. When our shepherd is near us, our minds can rest. That's why in Isaiah 30 verse 15, it tells us, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Sometimes God needs us to slow down. This week, this week was a very um, awakening, awakening of my limitations. You see, the Bible says, He maketh me lie down. Sometimes sheep needs to be made to lie down. You know, I've been running around trying to do a lot of things this week. The pastor's not around, right? So I had this very strong desire to say, you know, pastor's not around. I need to, you know, pick up, pick up. You know, I want to do stuff that, make sure that, you know, uh, that TJ will, you know, keep going on. So I, I arranged a lot of appointments. I, I've been doing a lot of, like, talking to people, spending time with things, you know, events. And I was, wasn't aware of my limitations. And I kind of overextended myself. 
And then I crashed that two days ago. And I wanted, I got a lot of things I needed to do. My poor wife had to do a lot of things to cover me. And I was lying down on the bed. Literally, he maketh me lie down. Not on green pastures, on my serta sofa, or on my serta mattress. And I was lying there, I said, God, I'm so frustrated. You know how frustrated I am? I say, I'm the kind that I cannot, I don't want to be sick on it. I hate to be sick. I got a lot of things to do. I got to do pot lah. I got to meet my, 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 my friends lah. I got to do this event lah. Well, I was thinking, my head was like frustration. It's just frustration eh. And then on my bed, right, I said, God, this is the worst state I've ever been. And Sunday, I got to preach some more. Wow, then I was like, God, I, I hate being sick. And then sometimes, you know, you just go 100 miles per hour. And God says, I make you lie down. You know, sometimes God allows us to slow down because we are so in this 100 miles per hour in Singapore that we just cannot stop one, no? We just got to work, responsibility, earn money, try to solve our problems, uh, build our income so that we can retire early. These are things that go through your mind, eh? And you go that 100 miles per hour, right? And God says, you're going so fast, eh? You're even faster than your shepherd sometimes. Have you ever slowed down and let me provide for you. Let me run things in the course without you interfering into it. You know, maybe you're trying to fix everything and you forget that I'm the good shepherd that is trying to, that will settle all these things for you. And in your desire to try to, to fill the gap, that discontent in your life, and sometimes I have to make you lie down. So, he gave me diarrhea. <laughs> God never gave me diarrhea. I had diarrhea. And it was that time, and when I was lying down, I said, God, I cannot control everything. I was brought back to earth, my limitations as a human being. I said, God, you are my shepherd. Lord, you will take care of this event. Lord, you will take care of this person that I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach out to. Lord, I, I give it to you, Lord. And sometimes some of us here today, we are feeling a lot of anxiety financially. We see a lot of anxiety in our lives because you're trying to control everything. And God is telling you to slow down. He makes you lie down in green pastures. you got to trust that God is your provider. God is the one that provides the, the things that you need. He will give you the peace in the midst of life's storm. Amen. We thank God for His provision. Amen. Can we take time right now just to thank God for provision? I know some of us here today, you're feeling anxiety. Guess what? Let's cast our cares unto Him. Father, we thank you, God, for this year. We thank you, God, for your provision over our lives. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord, we are not here trying to provide for ourselves. Lord, we, are, we don't want to be anxious, God, with what's going on in the world today. We don't want to feel, God, that, that fear of what's going to happen to our jobs, God. But Father, we acknowledge that all good things come from you, God. All good things come from the Father in heaven. And Lord, today, God, we ask God that you continue to provide for the people of God today. Continue, God, to secure our jobs. Continue, God, to provide for our families, oh God. Lord, you determine the comfort level of our lives, God. And Lord, we, we surrender, God, from trying to, 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 to run things our way, God. But Lord, you make me lie down in green pastures. I choose to trust, oh God, in your abiding presence. I choose to trust, God, in what you are able to provide for me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Number two, we thank God for the blessings of His leadership. Psalms 23 verse 3, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I want to show you a picture of a sheep. I know it's a bit obscene, okay? I'm so sorry, whichever sheep you are. I don't mean to expose your life like this, okay? The farmers of UK have a quote. It says, Sheep 
always are looking for a way to die. <laughs> it is a regular one. Okay, you see, it's very, very common for sheep. Like, you know, this thing about dumb ways to die, right? Yeah, sheep is always looking for a way to die one, okay? And they, they, one of the regular things that they, 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 they end up is they always get stuck on their backs. And the farmers of UK said this, if too long in this position, they will fill up with gas, their organs get compressed, some are even dehydrate because they have no means of flipping their way back up. I have another video I want to show you, okay? Um, common ways that sheep get themselves in trouble. We can show the, the video, the, 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 the TikTok, YouTube, whatever video. Got, got sound or not? No sound, right? Okay. Thank you, thank you. Sometimes I feel like the sheep with God. God pulled me out of the ditch. I like to jump back in myself. <laughs> Do you know what? Ever since I searched this, right? Oh, no, ever since I started preparing my message on the Lord as my shepherd, I think YouTube is stalking me. Eh. I started getting a lot of YouTube shots uh, on sheep videos. Eh. There's a lot of funny ones. The sheep, the backside, slowly on, very funny. But this one was the one that I could, I saw it, I said, oh, I'm going to show this on Sunday. Sheep has a way, uh, of going back to the ditch they were delivered from. And I look at this video, I'm like, wow, this one really sound like Brother Sam. Eh. God saved me from this, He saved us from it. And then I still want to jump back into the, the thing. Well, unfortunately for sheep, we are not that smart creatures. But the good news is this, our good shepherd came to restore us. He restores us from sinful decisions. And sometimes he tries to flip us back from our bellies. We call that repentance. He brings us back into repentance. And he gives us a chance to start anew. You see, here's a good thing about the shepherd. He doesn't just want to restore you. He wants to afterward lead you. Not like that sheep. Lah. He come out and he straight run by himself and fall back into the ditch. You see, after he restores the sheep, he hopes that the sheep will have the wisdom at least to learn from his lesson. Instead of running by himself again, to follow the leading of the shepherd. The Bible says he leads us in paths of righteousness. Paths of righteousness has, two, has a two-fold meaning. Number one, right paths. That means God's perfect will. A path that leads to God's blessing and approval. It deals with where we are. But righteous paths also means he wants to lead us to what we call holy living. An attitude or, or action that corresponds to his commandments and moral nature. It deals with the how. That's why Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You see, one of the blessings of a shepherd is that he will always lead you with his voice. But the question today is, would we as sheep want to listen to the shepherd? Now, let me ask you a question. Is there someone in your life that can say yes or no to you? Someone that in your life that puts the brakes on your plans, or gives you the green light to go ahead. Following a shepherd means you surrender where and when things are to be done. Let me give you a few examples. You know, I, I, I know God has led me in many things, but I like to use my pastor. You know, interesting to note, the word pastor actually means shepherd, right? So, I remember a few things that, okay, I know I, maybe I shared this before, but there were a few times where pastor had to say yes or no to me. And sometimes, his nose don't sound very good to me. You know, for example, I was in the army, 
And I was wanting to choose, okay, should I go to command school or should I go be a normal man? I asked pastor, hey, pastor, I want to sign up for command school. Lah. I don't want to be officer, want to get rank, you know, be sergeant. Lah. What do you think? Pastor looked at me and says, I think you'll be a man better. Lah. Then I'm like, huh? I thought you want me to develop leadership. Should I sign up as an officer? And I got a chance one day because, you know, I, was, I, I thought I was quite tired. Lah. So I said, should I just sign up? And pastor said, no, I want you to sign up as a man, be a corporal. So I was very, a bit, not, not come going, like, huh, really? Ah? So say, all my friends become officer, then I become man. So I go and sign up, lah, go and become man. Okay, I said, okay, fine, I'll be corporal. So first day, I said, wow, be corporal, very sad. Eh. I don't know, officer, how much pay you get? $1,000, right? Um, your poor recruit, your corporal only $500. So I was very upset. First, I got less money, less position, less prestige, no power. Huh? People order me around, whether I order them around. So I hated being a, a man. But the funny thing is, because I was a man, I was assigned to a unit. And guess what? <sighs> that unit was wonderful. First of all, my unit, the very day I stepped in, they introduced uh, extra pay for my men. That means we each get $250 more in addition. So I got a sergeant's pay, okay? Being a man. Very good, huh? Got money, but less responsibility. Then... They assigned me, okay, I got four platoons, right? One of my childhood friends was a platoon sergeant there. Hello, eh, no, sorry, platoon commander, PC. And the OC saw me, he said, hey, you know each other, why don't you go under his platoon? So they reallocated me from platoon one, which is the most garang platoon. They brought me to the most slack platoon led by my friend. <laughs> then my lights off is Tuesday, Thursday, book up Friday. So I leave the army three times out of five times a night. Plus, because he's my friend. Well, I don't know whether I can say this live or not. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of off days. Eh. Hey, Sam, help me do notice board. Okay, okay you finish notice board, I'll give you three days off. So I decorate notice board. Eh. Two hours, three days off. Eh. Wow, that's why like army days. Like, you always see me come out. Hey, Sam, you, you show your army or not? Hey, yeah, I don't know why. I always got off. Eh. Then Tuesday night, prayer meeting always can go. Eh. Because Tuesday night's off. Then Thursday, I come out. I'm so bored of coming out. I just stay in the army. So I don't want to come out already. I'm very, very tired of leaving. You know? Then Friday, book out. Then got so many leave. Eh. Then my last 30 days of my camp, they just gave me magic off. So my last one month, they gave me free also. I have so much leave. Eh. So I said, God, thank God I listened to my shepherd. Initially, I'm very angry. I'm like, why must I forsake my position? And then I learned, Pastor said, you know what? I want, I want you to learn servanthood. You can lead from the bottom. I want you to start reaching your friends in the bunk. Because start officer, right? No choice, like you're sleeping with one guy. But in the bunk, you got 12 guys, 24 guys. You got more avenue to share the gospel. Oh, I didn't know all that. Eh? So these are little things of following the shepherd's direction. In Psalms 23, I want you to also notice that Psalms 23 follows the seasonal moves of shepherds in Israel. You notice Psalms 23 is not stagnant. The sheep is actually moving. If you look at how, how it's, it's, it's written, lie down in green pastures, right? Then later it goes through valley. And then it goes to table. Why is it that? Because the sheep in this story is actually moving from one location to another location. You see, sheep move their flocks from pasture to pasture with the seasons. They call it migration pathways. For example, during summer, the sheep will reallocate from their current pasture through the valleys into a highland, and they call the highland a tableland. 
okay? And it is that place where they will feed off in that long high tableland and they'll go back to the shepherd's house during winter. So the Lord, the, the Psalms 23 is actually a journey of a sheep going through the migration process. Same way, our life is a journey with many changing seasons. And the world proclaims many different paths. It tells us that this is the way we should do things. But the shepherd has a strategy for every season that we have. And he will lead us with unerring guidance along the way. Do you have a new job? A new kid? A new partner? A new house? A new responsibility? A new location? The good shepherd wants to direct you in every one of these transitions. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. God wants to direct your path. And sometimes the paths that He direct you may not make sense to you. The shepherd cannot lead you if you don't hear his voice or refuse to do so. Take, for example, choosing, choosing a HDB location. I, I don't know where I know I Sometimes I repeat story. I feel very bad. But maybe it's for somebody new today. I was picking my HDB, trying to find a house, okay? Did the balloting. You know, I got, my, my balloting number was 53 out of 57, okay? It was really upset. So, I only got six choices. But maybe it's so good, lah. The six choices narrow down, okay? I only got six choices. And out of the, cho the choices we have in Pukit Panjang, I really wanted this high floor, 30 floor corner unit. Very nice, but very ulu, but it's very, very nice. I said, wow, I told Brenda, I'm going to lay hands on it. I took anointing oil, I anointed the door, okay? I lay hands every day, I lay hands on that door every time. I lay, lay, lay hands. Wow, I pray, Lord, this is my house. I claim it in Jesus' name, okay? I don't know what name I'm claiming, but I just claim it. And then I claim it, claim, wow, every day I pray, no. Then... When the 53, 57, right? Every day I look at, okay, I pray. Nobody take this house. Nobody take this house. Hope the guy is scared of heights. Don't take this house, please. Wow, then every day. Sway, sway. Don't know by 20, gone already. And then the last six house, right? Is where I am right now. One of it is where I am right now. And this house, we never considered. Number one, no MRT. No MRT at all. No food. No hawker centre. Those who go to my house, you want to lose weight, which doesn't happen to me, but you want to really lose weight, you stay in my house, okay? Nowhere. There's no food downstairs. The nearest hawker centre is 10 minutes away. I'm too lazy to walk 10 minutes. There is no food. Nothing. No MRT. Why would anybody on earth want to pick this house? The only good thing about my house is the monkeys are in the wild boar. That's all I have. Okay, that's all I have in my house. So I was like, ah, yeah, why would I pick this house? But then, when we were walking around the house, remember I told you the Lord is your shepherd, right? I pray, I say, God, you need to lead me to the house. So I know one thing for this, how God leads me, okay? I don't know about you. I'll go to every house, I pray, I say, Lord, let your peace rest upon the place that is, they're supposed to go. So I go to this house, wow, very nice, near Pukit Panjang, MRT. Ah, no peace, no peace, no peace, no peace. Then I came to this one, which I never considered. At first, I said, don't even bother going to this one. Lah. I'll definitely not pick this one. I said, never mind, just go there first. So I go there. The moment I step into the place, I said, the peace of God came. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Please. Oh, Jesus. This is not the house I'm going to pick. I told God, this is not it. Then I checked. I said, wow, how ah? Then I said, oh, yeah, okay, lah, no MRT, but at least what's the bus? Hey, the bus not bad, what? 
Got straight bus to Orchard, got straight bus to ACS, you know, hopefully my son go there. I got straight bus to, to, to nothing, lah. that's all, two, two places only. Okay, Orchard and ACS, only two, two places that go there. Okay, lah, not so bad, lah, not so bad. But what I didn't know, later on, much later on, that my neighbours upstairs were Sister Joan, Sister Roberta. Across the road was Sister Cynthia. And God led me to this place strategically. Because God knew that many years later, I would get to teach Bible study to Sister Cynthia's dad. I get to see him respond to the gospel. I get to see him born again. He, he, he's, he's coming out of surgery, we've got to pray for him. But God knew like, that my neighbours were people from TJ. And nearby is Sister Tijia. Then Su Chi also nearby. I don't know why all these Bukit Panjang people suddenly show up in TJ. I don't know why I picked that place even. Uh. But God knew eh. It wasn't the place I wanted logically. And then later they built MRT near my house. Later, three stops later, Hillview MRT came out. I didn't know. Oh, so I got my MRT, thank God, but still no food. Uh. Never mind, it's okay. God also knows, maybe want me to lose weight. There's nothing there, but wow, God started showing me and I realised, Wow, you are the good shepherd a lot. And the shepherd will sometimes tell you to do things that you logically will not understand. And that's why you have to trust. It's all about trust, isn't it? Submit. Submit to the leading of his voice. You will never know the blessings of the shepherd's leading until you learn to trust. Hear me now. Times your shepherd will tell you things that you will never understand because God always requires you to trust. Number three, the blessing of His presence. Psalms 23 verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice the first three verses of Psalms 23, David uses the word he when he talks about God. He maketh me lie down. He maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leadeth me. It's he, 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 he. But in verse 4 onwards, you will notice that David changes his pronoun. He said, you are with me. Your rod, they comfort me. Your staff. He changes from me to you and your. Why? Because God is closer where we are in pain and in trial. He becomes more personal. So the pronoun starts to change already. See, a valley is a long and dark, severe place. The shadows are deep and the temperature chilly because the sunlight is blocked. What is a valley? The valley is a real-life problem. It can be disease, disability, legal problems, loved ones in crisis. It can be a war, children in trouble, loneliness, addiction, depression, old age, death, whatever it is. Every man of God in the Bible travelled through valleys. Notice, the Bible never calls this a cave. It calls it a valley. Why? Because the good news about valleys, valleys have opening on both ends. You enter into it, but there's always a way out. A valley is a temporary state to a hopeful future. If you follow the good shepherd, here's the good news. There is no crisis that you cannot come out from. Even death. Notice the Bible even calls it a shadow of death. Has, ever, has any shadow ever hurt you? Because for a child of God, 
even death is just a shadow. There is no true death for a Christian because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even death has no more sting. John 11.25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So death is not the final picture of a Christian because when we wake up at the end, other side of death, there is eternal life. That's why the Bible says it's called a shadow of death. Another phrase in this verse that comforts me is that the shepherd has a rod and he has a staff. Each has his purpose. I'll, I'll run through this quickly. The purpose of the rod is to drive off predators and enemies. He knows how to club the foes that attack his sheep. But he also has a staff which has a crooked and a curved top. What's his purpose? The staff is to hook and to grab the sheep if the sheep is very close to the edge of a cliff, or like the, like the sheep, that's not you saw, the dumb sheep want to drop the, 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 the ditch, the staff will grab the sheep and you'll pull. And the sheep will feel that tension. Hey, how come the shepherd is pulling me back? Ugh. You'll feel some pain. Eh? Why is he pulling me back? Because the sheep knows eh, if this sheep continue walking in this direction, you'll fall off the cliff. So even before they hit the cliff, they take the, 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 rod, the staff and they restrain that, that sheep. The rod of the shepherd deals with the danger that is without. The staff deals with the dangers which is within, which is foolishness or immaturity. I thank God that we have a good shepherd that is our very help in present time of need. He is the closest in times of your crisis and he has a rod and he has a staff that protects you. Sometimes, you know, I'm so glad that pastor is around. I tell you something, I'm so glad that I have a leader in my life because there are times when my shepherd needs to tell me things that I don't like to hear, but he does it to save me. Even today's message, I sent it to him. He asked me to change a lot of things. I changed some things yesterday. I was a bit lost in my direction and I came up to him and said, no, I need, you, I need you to go in this direction. And you know what? It comforts me eh, to have someone in my life to tell me eh, that what is okay is not okay. It's so much comfort to me. Amen. Same with children. Number four. Okay, we thank God for His, uh, His very present help. Number four. Almost done. The blessing of protection and healing. Psalms 23 verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. For many years I wondered what it meant for sheep to eat on a table with enemies. The only thing a shepherd prepares for a sheep that involves a table is actually a table land. This is a shepherding term. What is a table land? A table land is an elevated region, a plateau, which is a perfect place for summer grazing. You can show the picture lah, if you want. Yep. This is a table land. A table land does not happen by chance. It is prepared beforehand from the, by the shepherd. The shepherd will prepare the groundwork the sheep doesn't even know this. In the, they already prepare for the future. They know that one day, when it's, time, when it's summertime, the sheep will go to this tableland. So they will go to this high ground and they will start removing rocks, trees, weeds, poisonous plants way before the sheep is even there. In this tableland, they will remove certain plants because sheep are very allergic to certain plants. They will fill up the holes and they will keep the ground from predators by you know, hunting them down. Amen. 
God is our protector from the enemy of our souls. And God is preparing a place for you in the future. There are some things that God is doing right now for your future that you don't even know and He's preparing for you. And the place that God wants to lead you, sometimes it sounds very scary, but don't worry. The shepherd has already prepared that place for you. It tells us in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Can I get an amen? amen? Some of us are so afraid where God will lead us. But do you not know that the good shepherd has already prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies? That means he has already removed some of the obstacles that you might face. He removed the things that will cause you danger and is leading you to that place of safety. But you got to trust him. What about the oil then? The oil is where the shepherd pours onto the sheep when they have wounds or cuts. The anointing oil acts as a healing agent to soothe and to recover the sheep from pain. Sheep are also susceptible to flies landing on their noses. So you know, uh, the poor sheep, you know why you see sheep every time bang their heads to the tree, right? Not because they are, they are, they are dumb. Leh. Sometimes uh, when, the, when, the, when the fly goes into their nose, right? They, not like you, where you all got finger to pluck out your pisai. They don't have finger to pluck out pisai, right? So they have to bang the flies out, right? So they keep banging the tree, their face out to the tree, hoping to get the flies in the nose out of their nose. Eh. And they can't. So they bang their head until they die. Lo. I told you, sheep got many ways to die one. This is one of the ways. Okay? They bang, 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 bang. Sometimes when I'm frustrated, I also bang my head to the wall. Okay? Well, that's why it feels that way. So in order to protect the sheep from banging their head to the wall until they die, the shepherd will pour the oil on the head of the sheep. And the oil will cover the sheep until the nose. And that layer of anointing oil acts as the layer of protection from the flies. Amen. This is the same thing that God provides for us every day. He layers a hedge of protection over our bodies, over sicknesses, over diseases, over anything that enemy tries to put into our lives. And He covers us from the irritations that the enemy tries to bring. That's why in James chapter 5, now I understand why in James chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, it says, If anyone, is anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders, the shepherds of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Amen. We thank God for His healing. We thank God for His comfort. We thank God for His protection. Some of you here, if you're feeling sick in the house of the Lord this morning, or you're watching it online, I know some people are struggling with COVID. I want us to take time to thank God for healing. And let's invite the anointing oil to come down and pour down over your bodies right now. Can we just pray right now? I know some of you, made this, this, and some of you have, have loved ones that are sick right now. I'm going to pray for Uncle James. I'm going to pray for, you know, some of you are going through COVID that's watching online. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask God, you are the good shepherd this morning. And Lord, we ask that your anointing of your healing will rest upon your people. Lord, pour 
out that anointing oil to touch, oh God, all those that are sick right now. In Jesus' name, we command cancer to go. We command sickness to go. We command this COVID virus to leave that body right now. We pray for Matthew, for Judith right now. In Jesus' name, we pray for healing over their bodies. In Jesus' name, every virus to leave, every stomach flu to go. In Jesus' name, Father, we ask for your anointing oil to rest upon your people this morning, oh God. You are the good shepherd, oh God, and we thank you. We thank you for your healing touch, oh God. We thank you, God, Lord, that the prayer of faith will heal the sick, oh God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the honour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last but not least, we thank God for the blessing of His place forever. What do you mean by that? Psalms 23 verse 6, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23 starts off by telling us that He is our shepherd, but it ends by telling us that He is our eternal shepherd. He's not just a shepherd in this life. He's also our shepherd in the life to come. You see, Psalms is not a randomly, a ram randomly selected, assembled collection of songs. In fact, if you really, really, really want to go really nerdy, like find out everything, right? Actually, the Psalms are placed in a certain order and structure. And they are placed there in a certain way, right, that is meant to be understood. Okay, I have no time to talk about everything. You notice in Psalms 23, it is sandwiched by two other Psalms. Psalms 22 and Psalms 24. Psalms 22 talks about the suffering of the Messiah on the cross. It deals with our past sin. Psalms 24 deals with the triumphant king where God will rule and reign forever. That deals with our future hope. Psalms 23 is sandwiched in between because it is the point that bridges the cross and the future victory that we will have in Christ. And in between is a good shepherd that is wanting to lead us from the cross to eternity. I close with these two verses, three verses, okay? A few passages of scripture. See, God from the beginning has always looked at His people as sheep. This was who we are before we met Jesus. Ezekiel 34 verse 11 to 16. I know it's a long passage of scripture, but this is an Old Testament verse. I never read this verse in my entire life before until I start practice studying this. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. They will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the large, lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. When God saw humanity and the lost state of men, His heart was filled with compassion, like a shepherd looking at lost sheep.
But this shepherd did not just rescue them in comfort. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, He was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. How did the God of the Old Testament become our shepherd today? Here's a very good wonder scripture. John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Some people ask me, who is the God of the Old Testament? In the, the God of the Old Testament said, I want to be the shepherd to bring back my sheep. In the New Testament, we find Jesus revealing himself. I am the good shepherd. And this good shepherd came to save us all. Not just using a rod and a staff. He became a sheep himself and he died for us on the cross. If there's anything we want to thank God for this morning, we thank God for his blood. We thank God for his sacrifice. We thank God for his salvation. If there's nothing to thank God for this morning, we can always thank God that he loved us so much that he died for us on the cross. I close with this sentence, okay? A good way to remember the Lord's shepherd is this. Uh, the, the, the Psalm 23 is this. He is beside me, my shepherd. He is beneath me, green pastures. He is near me, still waters. He is ahead of me, righteous paths. Within me is a restored spirit. Against me are my enemies. For me, his rod and staff. Around me, a table land. Upon me, anointing oil. Above me, overflowing blessings. Behind me, goodness and mercy. And before me, my father's house. Can we all stand? Amen. I have a, it's a very simple message this morning. But I feel the people of God need a reminder to thank God that we have a shepherd in our lives. The anxiety you face, the discouragement that you're going through, the pain that you're feeling. Sometimes we forget that we have a good shepherd. And the Bible says we enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Here are two things that I would like us to do, okay, to end off today. There are two instances in my life where Thanksgiving was very difficult, okay. I, I, I just have to say, there are two instances in my life where Thanksgiving was The first instance, I found it very hard to be thankful when I was dealing with an offence, okay. I remember I was going for a youth camp, one of the youth camps, I don't know what. I was very, very offended with this individual that did something wrong to me. Or I felt he did something wrong, maybe he never. I just felt... And I couldn't focus in the service. I couldn't connect to God at all. And I found it very hard to give thanks because I was holding on to the offense. And I was reminded in scripture, the Bible says, pray for your enemies. He's not my enemy, but I was just offended with that person. I said, God, I just can't forgive him. And this is what I had to do. God told me, says, the one way to break out of your offense is to thank God for that person that you're offended for. I said, how do I do that? I don't care. It's an act of the will. It's, you will never feel it. You just got to take a step of faith and say, God, I thank you for this person and find some good thing to thank God for. <sighs> thank God that he exists. <laughs> thank God that he didn't, he didn't hurt me today. He hurt me yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Lah. You find something to thank God for and I realised that when I did that, okay, in this camp, we were having, a, then it was altar call. I couldn't break through. Eh. It was an altar call. I remember I ran up to that guy and he doesn't know. He thought that I'm laying hands on him to bless him. Eh. 
No, I was laying hands to say thank you for this person. I was very offended with him. Please don't come up to me and pray hands on me later. <laughs> I don't want to know you're offended with me, okay? Don't lay hands on anyone for that matter, okay? You go and pray by yourself. But you get understand what I mean? That point, he doesn't know, okay? So I went to him, I laid hands I said, God, I thank you for this brother. That at the very least, before we had a friendship. I remember the good, wow, when I started to thank him, uh, suddenly uh, the offence broke. Eh. Then I realised, Lord, I forgive him. Wow, I broke through. Then my thanksgiving started to flow. I cried. He also cried. Eh. He cried for different reasons. Like he was touched by God. I was crying because I, I felt free. The second time I, was, I found it hard to thank God for was when I was in my trial. Yesterday, I couldn't thank God. I found it hard to thank God. I was like, God, I can't, ah, I can't even pray. Eh. Lord, I don't feel like praying. I'm so low, I'm so down. The Bible says, sing, O ye barren. It didn't say, sing, O ye pregnant. It says, sing, O ye barren. Why? Because when you thank God for what He has done in the past, that's gratitude. But you thank God for a future, a future miracle. Something that He has not done yet, but you thank Him in advance. That's what we sang just now. That's called faith. So in your trial, maybe right now you have something in your life that God has not... You don't seem to see the miracle. You don't see to see the answered prayer yet. But you thank Him in advance. Because sing, O ye barren, for you who have not bore. And then the promise will say that you will bear more. You will stretch, stretch out your, you know, you can read the verse yourself. I think it's Isaiah 54. If you can thank God in all circumstances, you will find your miracle in your deliverance. And you will see the good shepherd coming in to your life. Or maybe today, these two things, two things doesn't apply to you. The Bible says we enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Let's practice the heart of gratitude this morning. And I want us, in your own way, your own time, this is a personal prayer. I want you to lift up your hands and I want you to find something to thank God for. That He is your good shepherd this morning. Come on, Tabernacle of Joy. He is your shepherd this morning. We thank God. He, he is the shepherd that, 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 that leads you to green pastures, that leads you to still waters. He is the God that restores your soul. He is the God that leadeth you in the midst of a valley of the shadow of death. He is with you. He never left you nor forsaken you. He prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. That means He has secured your future. You don't need to worry about, about where He's taking you. He's bringing you to a safe place. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come on, you can thank God that His goodness and mercy is following you this morning, that you have a hope in eternity. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. Come on, let's enter into His presence with thanksgiving right now. Father, I choose to thank you. I thank you, God. This is my sacrifice of thanksgiving. I thank you, God, even before my miracle begins to happen. I thank you because your word says, Sing, O ye barren. Sing, O ye barren. God, I, I praise you in my, in my storm. I praise you, God. Before the victory is here, I praise you before that victory. I praise you for the harvest that is yet to come. I praise you for the healing that is about to take place. Come on, I thank you, God. I thank you for the one that has hurt me. I thank you for the one that has hurt me. That, that Lord, I choose to forgive. I choose to let go of my offences. I thank you, God, for the good things that they have done for me in the past. 
Come on. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, God, for you are the good shepherd that laid down your life for your sheep this morning. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for loving me, God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's take some time just to thank the Lord for all the things that He has done. He is the good shepherd in your life and He's going to lead you. He's going to lead you in paths of righteousness. He's going to bring you to a safe place. You don't need to fear for the future. You don't need to fear for what the world is going through right now. He has you in His hands. You can enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. You can enter into His presence right now. I'm thankful, Jesus. I'm thankful. Come on, don't hold back your thanksgiving this morning. What has the Lord done for you this day that you can be thankful for? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's take some time just to thank the Lord. I know it takes some time to remember. Remember what the Lord has done for you. Remember the cross. Remember that He was the good shepherd that found you when you were lost, when you didn't know where you were going and didn't know what to do. He found you. He picked you out of the ditch and He set you in a pasture. He fed you. He provided for your family. He found you a safe place. He healed you. He poured out His anointing oil upon you. And Father, we love you. We thank you, God, this morning. Surely, God, your goodness and your mercy has followed me all the days of my life, God. This is a good time. Why don't we just find someone next to you? I want you to pray for them right now. And I want you to pray. And I want you to begin to thank God for the person that is next to you and say, God, I thank you for my brother that is next to me. I thank you for my sister. I thank you for my family. I thank you that you place them over my life this day. Lord, I thank you that they are part of the sheepfold that I'm in. Thank you for... Take some time to just, just offer thanksgiving for one another right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for bringing them to church. Thank you for the prayers that they have prayed over me. Thank you, God, if they're your family members. Thank you, God, for, their, for who they are, what they have done. Come on, find someone that's next to you. Don't do this alone. Come on, you are a sheep. Sheep don't operate by themselves. Come on, find someone. Do not be alone in this prayer. 
That's it. Thank you for my loved ones. Nobody should be alone in this prayer. We are the sheep of your pasture. We are in this together, tabernacle of joy. We got each other's backs. When one person is down, everyone is down. I'm thankful, God, for my brother and sister right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Before we go, I just want us to do something that is, I, I don't really do this often, but I'd like us to turn to someone, anyone, okay, and we genu- do it genuinely and look in the eye and say, I love you, bro, I love you, sis, you know. I'm so glad you're, you're in TJ with me together. Amen. Give him a big hug, you know. I think it's important. Amen. Tabernacle of joy, we are in this together. We are, we are the sheep of His pasture. Amen. Amen. The, the enemy will want to divide us. But the Good Shepherd wants to keep us together. Amen. Thank you all for coming this Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands, be friendly. See you guys back next Sunday. Amen. God bless.